guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of Draft Dudes. As a reminder, today's episode of Draft Dudes is brought to you by Built Bar. Kyle, I had the raspberry chocolate yesterday, and it is, uh. it's my new favorite. It's ta- it took the cake from the banana nut bread flavor. Remember, you can get 10 bucks off your first order by using our promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Kyle, welcome. I did. I already got my second box, like I said yesterday, and the chocolate raspberry was in there. Did, did you do the build your own box? Of course you, I yeah. built my own box. All right, all right. I uh, I got to finish my first box, but I should go ahead and get get the uh, next one queued up because I'm not going to be able to not have these things after I get done with my echelon rides. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, t- takes on takes today. See, you have compiled the takes and told me that there are fun takes in here. I have honestly not seen a single one of them yet. Yeah, this is my favorite part of takes on takes. I know exactly what I'm getting into. I do it the night before. You know, right. I have a chance to think there about stuff go. I might get. But Kyle is. You know, what do they call that? Uh, swinging from the hip? Is that the phrase? But you have to get the first one. Shoot, because shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. What did I say? Swinging blind. Swinging. Flying blind. All right. This one's for you. This is somebody who wants your take on this because I've... Todd, I've, Todd, yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. That's right. I've talked about this a lot on Locked On Bills, and it, some Bills Mafia is with me. Others are like, Joe, you're you're not seeing this right. So this is for you, Kyle, from Todd. Already know Joe's take, so this one is for Kyle. There is at least a 50% chance that Jake Fromm makes the Bills' 53-man roster as QB2. Goodbye, Matt Barkley. I think Jake Fromm makes the 53-man roster, but as QB2 is the fine print that... I don't know how you put Jake Fromm behind Josh Allen, and that's your quarterback room, and you feel good about it. Because Josh does have his high variance plays, ups and downs, right? And Jake, at the very least, Matt Barkley's established you know what he is. Jake Fromm, like, he fell for a reason, and he fell because his physical tools are about as far opposite of what you can get from Josh Allen as possible. And that's fine, and I think long-term he will be a long-term backup. But for a team that is looking to win now, I do not want to put all my eggs as my backup quarterback into the basket of a guy who's never played a snap in the NFL. So do you find there to be a 50% chance that Jake Fromm is QB2? Not At for least. me. Yeah. Not for me. Well, Todd knows where I stand on this. And uh, are, am, am I now fighting with the mafia? No, you, there's, there's, I mean, look, Jake Fromm's a popular college quarterback um, that the Bills drafted, right? And Matt Barkley's not the most exciting backup quarterback, but they have, Sign him to a contract extension. They love his relationship with Josh. Like you said, in a year where this team sees themselves as as one that's built to win, I don't think they're going to put themselves in a position where they lose everything that Matt Barkley brings for Josh Allen, but then is also one snap away from the keys being handed over to Jake Fromm with that defense and this talented of a roster. And maybe that's why you do hand it over to Jake Fromm, but not where the stakes are with, with this football team and where I think they want to go this year. Okay. Good. We're on the same page here. Yep. Take from Kevin, Miami, University of Miami's trio of defensive ends, Rousseau, Roche, and Phillips, will be the best in the nation. All three will be drafted. Phillips, a redshirt junior transfer from UCLA, will come out of nowhere to be an early day three pick. By the way, uh, Jalen Phillips, who he's referring to, was like the number one recruit 
in the country a couple years ago and was a stud for UCLA before he you know, sat out with an injury and then transferred, transferred to Miami. Uh, so yeah, I think this is a good take from Kevin here. Um, pro- I mean, I look, we, you and I had a very like early conversation, kind of just glancing over our watch list for 2021. And we're, we, we both kind of lit up when we started talking about this Miami trio. Uh, they've got, they've got some dudes there and yeah, Phillips was like a former five-star. Uh, so I think he's going to have a good year. He's got traits. I mean, obviously I haven't done a deep dive on these guys to really know where they are, but I think based on what I know right now, this feels like a good take to me from Kevin Dolphin Kevin, by the way, he's a good so, one. He gives, he, he gives some good discussion. I, I, I appreciate Kevin. Yeah. He's, he's frequently providing compelling discussion points regarding the dolphins too. Yeah. So really and he's respectful, that. you know, respectful about it. Yeah. I don't read the disrespectful ones. How do you know? Because he doesn't have them. He's good. He's a good football guy. All right, Cameron. Cameron gave me two good ones this week, but this is the one I picked. It's uh, no with, double dipping. Cameron gives me a smorgasbord to pick from. Yeah, I know. He gives so. you probably three every day, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, just before, right before, and I appreciate it. And he made, they're always pretty good. It's always it's it's not always easy to pick just one. But this is what he came up with: with Kittle, Samuel, Hurd, and now Ayuk and Jennings. The 49ers have assembled the most yakky receiving core in the league. Mm. Kittle's a physical monster. Hurt is a height, weight, speed nightmare. Who's a former running back, so you know he can slip a tackle. Ayuk's got bunnies. Uh, Jennings is just as physical as Kittle, but probably slower than Kittle. Even though Kittle's a tight end, Debo. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna have a hard time arguing, and this makes sense for San Francisco with their play style mm-hmm. of like they want to run a lot of a you know, wide and outside zone. They want to run the ball with high frequency. And when you got a quarterback who, you know, we still don't quite know if, if Jimmy G is quote unquote it yet or not uh, getting guys who can create the plays in the quick game makes a ton of sense. So I, I really like this group as far as the most yakky, I think they have the most defined quote unquote brand of receivers, if that makes sense. For sure. But they've also got some versatility there. I mean, there's some good downfield, you know, guys there and it's really just compliments their style of play. That, that uh you better be able to tackle against this 49ers offense, yes. man. Yeah. Okay, Vontel. Yeah. This is a good one this week. He redeemed himself from that one a couple weeks ago. Uh, Kyle, would you rather live in a Midwest state for five years <laughs> or watch Adam Gage coast your dolphins for five more years? Joe, would you rather live in a hot weather state for five years or watch Rex Ryan coach your bills for five more years? Well, my answer is put me on the damn sun. All right. I will live on the sun before I watch Rex Ryan coach the bills for five more years. Put me wherever you need to in the desert. It doesn't matter. I can't do five years of Rex Ryan. So put me in, in literally the hottest climate you can give me. I just went and packed my bags. <laughs> Box Kyle's moving to Iowa. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Going to yeah. buy me a nice old plot of cornfield land and set up a hut and watch <laughs> Brian Flores coach the Dolphins from my hut in the middle of the cornfields. <laughs> Gase and Rex Ryan deserve themselves. Like Gase needs to get fired, somehow get another head coaching job, and, and hire Rex Ryan to be his DC. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, I'd need it. Like I, it's it's bad enough that it was it's Gase and Greg Williams. Imagine Rex in his place. 
Who's a better coach, Adam Gase or Rex Ryan? Oh, I think it's Gase. I think it's Gase. I think, I think head head coach is probably Gase. Yeah, coordinator. But I think Rex Ryan as a coordinator is better than Adam yeah. Gase as an offensive play caller. Yeah, certainly. I mean, what he was able to do with Baltimore, pretty impressive, but he also had a bunch of Hall of Famers. Kyle Bilt Bar. Man, this thing is absolutely amazing. It's the the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. It's hard to explain. The the reality here is like I remember in the past eating a protein bar and just feeling like I had to guzzle some water to get that chalky taste out of my mouth. Well, those days are over when you eat a Bilt Bar protein bar. The consistency, the texture is absolutely amazing. You said it the other day. It's like you're eating a Milky Way or a Three Musketeers and it tastes like just as good. Um, I don't know how they blend it well so well together, but it has to be because they use real chocolate in every single bar. There's no bad aftertaste. And like I said, they taste like a candy bar. They're amazingly healthy for you. Low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. And if you compare it to other protein bars, it's actually like half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams and more protein. Uh, It doesn't make sense to me that how it can be that good for you and taste so good. Like I said, my favorite flavor right now is raspberry chocolate, but I'm sure whatever I eat today uh, will be in strong competition. We got a deal for you guys. You got to check these out for yourself. They're as good as we tell you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You get 10 bucks off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Again, promo code LOCKEDON gets you 10 bucks off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kyle, this this take, this next take, all right, the most turned-in tattle take of all time. All right. Deservedly so. Record-breaking amounts, all right, from Benjamin Solak. Never heard of him. Who? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how many people send us a take from this person we don't know. Uh, as the weather warms, a necessary reminder. Fruit is largely pointless. Have never eaten a fruit and been satisfied. Maybe berries if you eat enough. All melons, citrus, and most stone fruits are wastes of a chew. The hell is Apples and bananas are overrated. Eskew <laughs> kiwis unconditionally. Send tweet. What is a stone fruit? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking that up right now. What is a stone fruit? A fruit with flesh or pulp enclosing a stone such as a peach, plum, or cherry. Okay, so first of all. An even larger exponentially egregious take now that we know what stone fruits actually are. Dude's never been to Georgia and had a peach, man. The the peach way, right? (laughs) Isn't that what they call like their freeway? Peach pass. The peach pass, that's right. Yeah. Peach pass. Um... Okay. What I'm trying to do right now is get like a proper collection of fruits to describe how wrong this take is. Um, Pointless, Kyle. We call them pointless. Listen, if you're eating fruit to feel full, (laughs) you're doing it wrong. Right. Because it's not why you eat fruit. You eat fruit because it's refreshing. Um, yeah, and, and there's like different spins and variations on fruit. It's like dried banana chips. I got those in my house right now. They're amazing. Guess what? It's fruit. 
So like, if you want to talk about like raw fruit, like dried apple slices, really good. You ever have trail mix, Joe? Mm-hmm. What's trail mix have in it? Fruit. Fruit without or trail mix without fruit is just nuts, and it's pointless. That is pointless. Without having sweet and savory and salty tastes all combined together. Maybe berries if you eat enough. What's your favorite fruit, Joe? Mm, all of them because they're all delicious. I don't. I really mm. like uh, strawberries. Are absolutely delicious when they're in peach. <laughs> Did you know that avocado is technically a fruit and therefore stone a stone fruit? fruit. Stone, stone fruit. fruit. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Uh, how about this uh, picture in uh, our Slack of uh, the other? It was a Saturday night. Everyone's grilling out. We're showing pictures of our food, or actually, I'm just taking screenshots of other people's food. Uh, and Ben shares what he's eating for dinner and it's uh, Easter bread, grilled feta cheese, but it's a picture of his countertop. And you know, what's on his countertop on Ben Solak's countertop, probably a fruit some bowl. fruit, yeah. a fruit bowl. You know, what's in there, bananas, apples, and plums. I called him out on it. And he said, the plums are for me. Plums are probably the worst fruit there is. Right. Like the worst normal fruit. Yeah. Probably a plum. I, I don't know how you is how you're eschewing kiwis. Kiwis are excellent. They are excellent. I will say something about kiwis. They're a pain in the ass to peel. So you yeah, have to I, really I, want that I kiwi. It's sliced. Yeah. I buy it sliced. Oh yeah, sliced kiwi. Sure. I, I don't want to. And peel. and then um, really like mango. Yep. When's the last time you had a nice slice of mango? When I was in Punta Cana last year for my honeymoon. There you go. This time, there, right? There you go. It's like. Um, I'm 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 a big melon guy personally. So like cantaloupe, honeydew, delicious. Mangoes are excellent. Papaya. Yeah, I mean like your standard like I could take or leave an apple to be honest with you. Like watermelon doesn't move the needle for me a great deal. Like the standard I like exotic fruit more than I like domestic fruit, if that makes sense. <laughs> I hear you. I like fruit that needs a certain temperature that we're probably not going to hit in a vast majority of this country to grow. But all fruit is pointless, according to this Benjamin Solak. Yeah, it's trash take. All right, Glazer's out. First, it was suck for Sam, referring to Darnold. Then it was tank for Tua, and now it's lose for Lawrence. I still like tank for Trevor better. Yeah. Uh, Just like the first two guys, Trevor Lawrence won't be the first quarterback off the board when he gets drafted. It's fun, right? It's wrong, but sure. Well, no, it's fun to consider. I mean, Jalen Hurts has some fans. Trey Nance is interesting, but I don't know, man. I I, I think this is, I think this is uh, the break from the trend. And it's been fun. Like we've seen a a quarterback come out of nowhere, quote unquote, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield to be the number one pick. Right. So like there is some, some trends here, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence, football Jesus, man. He's going to be the number one pick. He'll be the first quarterback off the board. This next one, ironically, tank for Trevor uh, from the premium Slack. Uh, by the way, premium Slack has put together a Google doc that is like a Google form and people submit their takes in there and they're compiled into a spreadsheet for me. Somebody created this. Absolutely Ooh. tremendous. Yeah. So I know it's, in, you know, scrolling through and picking out the takes from the discussion 
is very challenging. Now they've created this form, and I, I really appreciate it. Uh, so this is what he says, though, and this is interesting because you sort of just wrote about this. They said, take Rams model. The Los Angeles Rams model is one of the best out there if they have a rookie quarterback. The issue came when they thought Goff was a good quarterback, but as soon as the supporting cast left, he was seen to be average at best. Well, I would love to know what the Rams would be if they cared about their offensive line at all. Because that's what I wrote about yesterday is John Sullivan retired and Roger Saffold left after the Super Bowl to go play in Tennessee. And magically, Tennessee averaged five yards per carry last year, by the way. Uh, the Rams went from 4.9 yards per carry to 3.7 yards per carry. Running game had no juice. The team trades Todd Gurley. The team trades Brandon Cooks. Uh, the team trades two first-round picks for a cornerback when defense really wasn't technically the problem last year with the Rams. And they spent their first three picks on not offensive linemen. And they ended up the only offensive lineman they added via the draft was seventh round pick Tremaine Ankrum. They signed Arizona State's Cole Cabal in free undrafted free agency. And they drafted like another running back despite drafting a using a top 75 pick on a running back in 2019. So I wouldn't even say it's the supporting cast. I think it's, you know, the league has kind of picked up on some of McVay's tendencies. And I think Sean now was going to need to stay vigilant and not being too by his own book. Would love to see him get a little bit more aggressive on fourth and shorts. Um, but I think the offensive line is a big problem and the Rams don't have any money to pay anybody. So what is this model? Is is the model just load up on like stars and then just try to sprinkle in everything else around them? Not coveting the draft. Really? That's that's never been a good idea. They want to, uh, they want to attack established talent that, you know, can perform at a high level at the pros instead of the lottery picks. I had an but interesting of that is when you, you got to pay guys. Well, so that's I had an interesting conversation with Bear from Lockdown Rams, and I talked about the roster construction with him, and he made a good point that was interesting to me. You know, they had several years in a row where Aaron Donald and his contract situation was challenging for them, right? There were some holdouts and, you know, it took him a while to come to terms on that big deal. And since then, he feels like there's been this quote unquote panic to get deals done. So they went out and paid golf right away. They went out and paid um, Gurley right away because they didn't want this, you know, to get out of hand. They paid, you know, uh, Robert or a Brandon cooks, a big deal. Like they didn't want to have their big time cornerstones go up against it with contract issues. And that Aaron Donald's holdouts forced them to get ahead of things and, you know, now they've made some bad choices. So kind of interesting to consider it from that angle. Well, I'm I'm all for setting the market, but this is the price you pay when you live up against the salary cap and you start deferring your guarantee guarantees to next year to make room to sign somebody like inevitably. And when you start doing this and you don't have the rookie picks to step in behind it and act as quote unquote cheap labor. Yeah. The, the bottom's going to drop out. And when it does, it's ugly. And the Rams are closer than ever to it dropping out because they've had to trade guys to get them off their books. And they, they're they losing money to get guys off the books. 
Yeah. They lost money on trading Todd Gurley. So, like, this model is all fine and honky-dory until it's time to, you know, make decisions and let guys go, and you have to restructure. Like, they restructured Jared Goff's contract already, Joe, to make $7 million in room, and they still haven't extended Ramsey yet. And I get like this is this is all building up to the 2021 offseason to create some room so that you can extend Ramsey. But like, who's gonna play on your football team? How do you get talent? Be nice to have draft picks. You're gonna have to sign like the eighth best edge rusher to come play for you for five million dollars a year when you could get a second round pick that's gonna come play for one fifth of that cost. With a stop stealing. flipping your picks. Yeah. So I disagree that this is the this model is one of the best out there. I and I get that they were in a life cycle where like they're trying to win championships, but like they went way too far, way too far. Take from Ian: uh, Drew Locke will be a legitimate MVP candidate in twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty one. I think it's early. I love the the young players that they have. I love Munchak working with that offensive line. I love that the defense is really solid and they don't have to like have additional stress on lock to overcompensate. But I think he's still a guy with five starts and he's going to have a lot of targets that are very inexperienced in the league. Even when you think about Cortland Sutton only in his third year, you know, Noah Fant was just a rookie last year. He's got so many developing players around him that I think his ceiling shows off a lot more in 2021 than it does in 2020. All right, guys and girls. Start the competition today with people most important in your mom's life. Mother's Day is her Super Bowl, so celebrate this Mother's Day by scoring her favorite gift of the day. Your mom will be able to travel in her mind to exotic India, sample the food, and laugh at the perils of raising a teenager in 1950s India through a new book of fiction called The Henna Artist. By the way, it's Reese Witherspoon's book club's pick for May. Then anytime in May, post a picture of your mom or you holding the ebook or book on Instagram or Facebook and tag the author, The Alkayoshi. A donation of four meals per post, up to 10,000 meals, will be going to Feeding America. So guys and girls, buy The Henna Artist today at your fo- local bookseller, including Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Walmart, Costco, and Target. And make mom the ultimate winner in your family this Mother's Day. Okay, Joe, we have a combine, another combine take. We actually did the combine in 20, 2019, uh, but Slabs Caldwell's biannual good draft <laughs> McGee in the premium slack. I don't get it. Oh, I do get it. I do get it. Can't explain it to me. Slabs is you, right? Oh, isn't it, is it Dave, Dave Caldwell's? Oh, yeah. Good draft. And his, okay. Yeah. I think his got name's it. McGee. Okay. Uh, if the entire TDN staff spends six months intensely preparing for a TDN combine in April 2021, at the Joe Marino would have the highest overall athleticism grade as calculated by relative athleticism score. We can act like Jordan Reed's not part of the staff. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I need six months to get myself to back to uh, square one, you know? I don't know. I think I'd do pretty good. I do. Um, but 
you know, this is uh, what did what did Jordan call me uh, when I, the recent video of my forty yard dash at the previous TDN Combine came out? He said that looks like a nineteen eighties like pickup truck that hadn't been revved yeah, up yeah, in a while yeah, or something you just like that. Start the engine for the first time in twenty years or something. Yeah, like that. you know, I, am I going to be able to overcome that in six months? I don't know. I think if you I just dedicate my hamstrings, that would that be helpful, right? If I stretch my hamstrings, mm-hmm. I think I'd have a chance. I have a chance, but I don't know. Uh, Jordan's more naturally athletic than anyone, and he had six months to get himself in peak shape. I think he'd do well. Not not Solak, not Trevor. I think Trevor's maxed. You do well. I mean, you do well now. I'm sitting here waiting for you. Yeah. Are you going to give me any acknowledgement whatsoever as being a modest athlete or no? No. Well, you already are a modest athlete, so if you had six months, I mean, you could probably be an above-average athlete, right? I just got to work on my start. Yeah. I worry about your tightness though. You You're kind of tight, right? Not with my foam roller that you keep talking about. You rem- so you, you think- don't remember that turn at the top of my three cone drill? Uh, I don't. Man, Was it good? Raved about this turn at the top of the three cone drill, how I t- dipped oh. the shoulder. Yeah. 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 Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Six months, man. Yeah, you might be go. running sub seven in the three cone. You know? I did that. I did that thing dry. <laughs> Hadn't run a three cone in like 10 years. Who am I forgetting? Rob. No, you're good. <sighs> no. What about Dre? Dre. Shoot. Yeah. Dre's one now. Now, but Dre's had some injuries cause he actually played football at like a really high level. <laughs> like he played a cow. So, yeah, but I mean, he's, and he's a little longer in the tooth than us, too. I give him a hard yeah, time. But he's, like, oh, he's a little long in the tooth. He's in pretty good shape, though. He is. Six months. Give this guy six months. It's not like it, there's a, you know, this slew of athletes he's <laughs> he's going to have to overcome. I'll go Dre, Jordan, Kyle. I think I might be fourth, not first. I just texted you. You just texted me. Yeah. All right. Look at that bend, man. Sitting here calling me tight. You are tight. You would self-admit it. I'm I'm tight. I couldn't even run fucking 40 yards. Look at that bend. Yeah, I'm trying. It's not coming up. This must be a. It's a picture. Yeah, well, it's taking its time. All right. Do we want to move on to AJ Dillon here? Yeah, and then I'll as soon as this picture comes, I'll react. It's probably coming right now because it's just the bar just filled out. Oh, here it is. There you oh, go. here we go. Oh, look at the shoulder dip. You aren't look kidding. That. What are you doing with that back shoulder, back arm, man? You're just really just into that turn. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ripping the inside shoulder through. How is this not your Twitter, Abby? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. I That's should change it. look at that. I look like an athlete here. You are. In great shape, man. All those salads and rolling on that foam bar, man. In good shape. <laughs> Give me this take, damn it. <laughs> Zach says AJ Dillon can be the next Brandon Jacobs, but he landed in an awful spot. See, I don't know. I think Green Bay is going to start to transition a little bit. It certainly think- seems that way with how they, they went about their business, doesn't it? And I think that's part of the, like, if you're going to put Jordan Love in the best spot, you, I'm not asking him to be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes and throw the ball 40 times a game, at least not early in his career. And you think about, like, 
remember the evolution of what Tom Brady was when he first started in New England versus what he became? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the 0102 Patriots and like the 0203 Patriots, like they ran the ball a ton. So I think if if you got a young quarterback who you're going to transition to, and by the way, we're we're probably two years out from that transition happening at a minimum. <sighs> I will say this about it not being a good spot. Aaron Jones ain't going anywhere. And Aaron Jones is going to handle a significant amount of volume. And Aaron Jones is much more dynamic than A.J. Dillon is as a ball carrier. So, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're defining the ceiling of Brandon Jacobs to be. I think Dillon's at a fine spot to get some production down the road. I don't think it'll happen as a rookie. But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, but I do think they're a team that down the line is going to run the ball more than what they may have at the peak of Aaron Rodgers' career. Brandon Jacobs had a mod Bradshaw too, right? Like that was a nice thing they had going yeah. there in that backfield. Yeah. A mod Bradshaw underrated back, man. I did, did you cut down on Rahul's name here or did he change it? No, so the good thing is that in the new uh, oh, spreadsheet that I get. <laughs> it's just of, the name. Yeah, so some of them I pulled right out of there because I like to dig through and see people yell at each other, but oh, others... I love this take. Yeah. Could you imagine if this happens? Um, the team with the worst record next year will not get the number one overall pick because they will have already traded their first round pick by then, a.k.a. the Rams or Texans. So basically, this is a roundabout <laughs> way of saying that the Rams <laughs> or Texans are picking one, which means that the Jaguars or Dolphins are picking one, not because they right. had the worst record in football. Right. The Rams and Texans will combine for at least 14 wins. Now, let me ask you this. Who is the player that needs to get hurt for the Rams to have the number one overall pick? For the Rams? Yeah. The player that needs to get hurt? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the pathway for both. Because, obviously, if Deshaun Watson gets hurt and misses the year. Aaron. then the Houston Texans very realistically could have a number one overall pick if sure. Watson missed the entire year because he got hurt. Who is that player for the Rams? Because, like, I'm trying to think, like, who's the difference? Because it's like, I don't know if it's Goff. Is it Aaron Donald? have a hard time thinking that was the difference between the number one pick. I mean, McVay went right. 11 wins, 13 wins, 9 wins. I mean, they'd have to really regress to get they the number have, one pick. They also have the worst roster they've ever had under McVay. Probably. Who's their backup quarterback? Uh, Bortles left. So you're going from... My producer's Jer- pulling it up. Jared Goff to... Oh, John Wolford. Oh, he's fun. Let's go. I want to see it. <laughs> and Bryce Perkins is the three, man. These are my guys. <laughs> John Wolford from Wake Forest, man. You guys watch this guy play? He's fun, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's got some nice throws on his team. He's not going 0-16. So, you know, but if does he go 1-15? Maybe. <laughs> Just get the dude, ball out to these guys, man. Listen to this defense. It's bad. Brockers, who came back, good. Robinson, A'shaun Robinson had a down year this past year. Aaron Donald, okay. It's a decent front three. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good front three. Samson Ekubom, Terrell Lewis, Micah Kaiser, Leonard Floyd, Troy Hill, 
Taylor Rapp, John Johnson, Jalen Ramsey is the back seven. Yeah, it's not good. Not it's a good back team. Eight, actually. Yeah, it's not good. That that and second level is terrible. Their nickel corner is David Long. Um, they'll probably get Terrell Burgess going some in those. Oh, Kenny Young's going to start on this team. Oh, he's yeah over like. Leonard Floyd, they have listed as the starter on our lads. So Kenny Young instead of, but I mean, your inside linebackers are Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser. Yeah. And then Floyd will probably be your lead rush guy. So it'd be Floyd and Ekibon from the edge. Maybe Agba Okoronkwu will find the, I'm here find for himself. It. Yeah. Agba, Josh Agba was one of my brand guys. Um, Chikai Polite will get himself together. Brother, this, No. The Rams, if the Rams have one significant injury on both sides of the ball, they might go winless. <laughs> Their roster's not good. If they lose, if they were to lose Jared Goff and Aaron Donald, what is the record of this football team next year? Two and fourteen. Right, like, okay, that, that that settles it. I don't, but I predict it doesn't happen. Okay, that's fine. And I, it's, I mean, it's uh, you're taking the field. That's the Joe Marino thing to do. Yeah. All right, last one, Luke. Uh, this is his take in the 2017 draft. Only four of the top 10 Garrett Adams, McCaffrey and Mahomes will have their fifth year options exercised. Well, this, this is this year. This has already happened. Oh, well, he's late on this or maybe I pulled it too soon. Cause the deadline was yesterday. So good job with the take. <laughs> This was going to be fun, but it's not because. It All right, well, happened. let's let's see if he was right. So the top ten was Garrett Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, John Ross, Patrick Mahomes. He said they Garrett did. Adams, McCaffrey already resigned, and Mahomes will have their fifth year options exercised. Did Mike Williams not get his picked up? I'm pretty sure he did. Looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, they picked it up. They did. All right, so you're wrong. Luke. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll get the takeout ties. Yeah. Um, but who who is the player you're most surprised didn't get his fifth year option picked up? Out of the five here, it's um Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, and John Ross. Corey Davis. He's the best player of those, right? And he's He's not been a bust. Corey Davis has not been a bust. He's he's not performed as a top five pick, but he's had some big, big games. He's had some game winning catches. He just hasn't produced to that level. And I mean, honestly, under the old old rules, I might have picked this up, to be honest with you. Give yourself another year with him. Is there somebody else that's going to be better than Corey Davis? This is going to be a uh, Devontae Parker situation. Very well could be, right? Like the, the breakout's going to come and it's going to be after everybody. And I was guilty of that with Devontae Parker. Yeah. When I found out they were exercising the fifth year option, I said, get him out of here. No way. Why? It's been played out. Well, it turns out uh, coaching staffs didn't really do a lot of favors for Devontae. And to Devontae's credit, he matured a lot as far as how he conducted himself and taking care of his body in the postseason. And from what I understand, that's not a problem with Corey Davis, but like, how are you going to gauge him on, like, he was good in 2018. Right. He's not he had 100, he 112 targets. He, he had almost 900 yards. All right. He's not been a bust. 
he's just not, as you said, lived up to potential. Yet. Right. And when AJ to... Brown comes in and has the year he had as a rookie, you know, it's just... very clearly established chemistry with Tannehill. Right. Probably from working number two reps. Right. Let's go, Corey Davis. Have I'm a good year, it, man. I'm here for it. Be a good pickup for the Dolphins, huh? Yeah, man. Let's go over the middle. Yeah. yeah. I like Corey Davis, man. His tape was good at Western Michigan. Remember when we were all worried about him because he did, didn't run a 40 time though? Ankle, man. He had that ankle. Yeah. He's plenty but, fast. But that'll tape, be, though. there will be people that will, will point to that and say, well, I can't separate. We should have known he didn't run a 40. So you just say that? That's what people base their 40 time, their, your ability to separate is based well, on course, your 40 it's, time? It's a lot of confirmation bias. Oh, that's stupid. That's really uh, dumb. What do you think about the Colts declining Malik Hooker's option? Interesting, right? They've invested some draft picks and safeties too, like recently, that they like. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty telling, man. I mean, he came out pretty hot. He's had injuries. When I mean, you have to be able to do more than just defend deep zones, right, and get interceptions. I mean, it's pretty valuable, but stylistically, they want to run a lot of cover too. He was like consensus. Like everybody was like, this dude is top 10 talent lock going to be a star. And I thought he was, I don't remember exactly where I had him graded, but he was excellent as a high center fielder at Ohio state. Mm-hmm. You know, he's missed like 12% of his tackles last two years, which is better than he was at Ohio state. Right. <laughs> where I didn't uh, have a first round grade. M. I had him 30 on my board, a high second round grade. And that's what, that's where I'm thinking I had him, but I want to double check. Now, there's some things on this 2017 draft board people don't need to see. So let's just put it like that. But Okay, I, I had Malik Hooker uh, 31st. Okay, similar range. Yeah. Below my guy, Eddie Jackson, Buda Baker, Jamal Adams, uh, Jabril Peppers, uh... and a name who will not be mentioned whose name rhymes <laughs> with Moby. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big shout out to Forrest Lamp and uh, uh, Dan Feeney for really making me Oh, yeah. Brain guys. Jesus. But I, you know who else is brand guys? Marlon Humphrey, TJ Watt. I had him 15th ranked player in this class. So Carl Lawson, I had high up Malik McDonald. Thanks for never playing football. Dorian Johnson. You owe me. You know, what's crazy is we heard that tease about McDowell too. Yep. That, I mean, that, that, that was before the draft. It was after the draft, but before the season, like it was that summer. He's like, we we had spoken with somebody who said I would not be surprised if Malik McDowell never plays a snap. Yeah, and obviously that was before the ATV injury that it was, of course. Yeah, it, but it was before that, so it's like then that happens, and we're sitting back and we're like, well, geez, like if there was cu- questions about his commitment before, and he obviously he has this like horrible, like super unfortunate injury, like is he going to be able to bounce back? And he never did. Real quick, I, I think you need to flex here. Didn't you have Ryan Ramchek really high on your board? Uh, let's see what the survey says, Joe. Hopefully I didn't put you on a T here. If, if not, it'll uh, be cut, I'm sure. Ryan Ramchek, number nine overall player on my, my yeah. draft board. Last you don't talk about that enough, Kyle. You need to talk more about that. That's one of your big hits. He's like, is he the best right? Ta- I know Lane he is. Johnson he is. stands are going to get mad, but I think he's the best right tackle. Right. Football. And you had him, you, cr- that was one of your best emails that I, now I've reminded you of, I'm sure we'll hear about it, but that was, <sighs> you, you gonna, crushed I'm that I'm going to go send that on Twitter. Hit send. yeah you crushed here we are done here thanks for listening to takes on takes we hope you guys enjoyed 
Uh, we're going to be back recapping these final few teams, uh, draft classes for the 2020 NFL drafted this week. And then next week, who knows? The world is a royster. Scientists don't even know, really. But uh, we're going to be back tomorrow recapping the, was it the AFC South? Yes. Okay. So make sure you hit subscribe, come on back, listen to Draft Dudes. Brought to you by Built Bar. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you tomorrow.